Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. All right, new edition of the Winning Plays Podcast, holiday edition of the Winning Plays Podcast. My name is Brian Robb, joined by my partner in crime at Math Live, Sweetie Tirada. Thank you, sir, for hopping on, heading into, as you make your maiden voyage for Christmas Day in Milwaukee. <laughs> How excited are you for a tilt between whoever's playing on these two squads? Uh, less ex- yeah if Giannis isn't playing if depending on the players uh, I'm so excited because it'll be like a Christmas day game on like 230 tip nationally televised like there's all that stuff um I think I would be more excited like I'm from the Midwest but like maybe if I was somewhere a little warmer I think it would be a little bit more excited but <laughs> otherwise like I'm, I'm pretty pumped for the trip honestly like I think it'll be a lot of fun uh, I think uh you know We'll, uh, we'll see with the on the player front, especially with Celtics, having eight players of protocols, but hopefully uh, some guys come out uh, on both sides of, of the team to see, a, to see a little bit of a better product than uh, what it has been the past week or so. Absolutely. But we know one guy that should be there is Joe Johnson, 40-year-old Joe Johnson, <laughs> who, you know, we I was kind of surprised here. And I'm, I'm curious, like, this was like, this was like front page news, like everywhere yesterday. This is maybe the biggest story <laughs> in the NBA on Wednesday when, you know, Joe Johnson signs with the hardship ex- exception. He's been out of the league for two years, um, but I think he tried to come back with the Pistons. Was it the beginning of last season and got cut at the yeah, end of the 2019 Yeah. So, well, first of all, let's just talk about the, the end of the game against the Cavs there. Like you were you're there to, you know, you saw it firsthand just the, the amount of energy from the crowd in terms of getting him in the game there. I mean, it, this wasn't like taco level, but it, I think it's pretty close in terms of what the volume seemed like in terms of how excited they were to get him on the floor at the end of that game. I was full disclosure. I wasn't at the game just for like close contact reasons, just precautionary. I'm fine. Yeah. But um, I think um, the, the cool, the, the, I thought about that actually with the chance. I was like, wow, do we want Taco chance and do we want Joe chance, which is like kind of ironic because Taco, they already got Taco. He started the game uh, from, from tip, obviously with uh, oh, the safety protocol stuff. Yeah. But um, it, I mean, I thought that was really cool. Um, It was funny. I was just getting like a bunch of like random people I haven't heard from for like months. They were like, you're going to see Joe Johnson tonight? I'm like, I mean, kind of like he's on the Celtics. Like this is really cool. And I think like, I think there is something like really cool about Joe Johnson just because like, I mean, he may kind of mention with like Jalen and Jason, like roughly we're the same age. And like Joe Johnson is like this, like he was one of the dudes, you know, like when we were growing up watching the league and everything, like he's 40 now, but like when like a decade ago when he was playing, like 
I think I think that leaves an impression, you know, just like the nostalgia, just like I think there's like it's weird just because like I like covering the NBA now, like you'll see like superstar players, like you know, like and you kind of get desensitized to it. But like when you have somebody like Joe Johnson, I think when like he like he was one of those guys growing up, you know, like at least for me it was like a really cool experience just to watch that I'm sure it was for like NBA fans of all ages but just like something about like the kid you know middle school high school kid and you watching like a 40 year old go out there and do his thing and hit a shot like that was was pretty electric so it was it was funny just because it truly came out of left field I think even for him and and he mentioned that at his pre-game and post-game presser but it was just like one of those cool like sports movie moments you know um it and I think I think, you know, that's, I think that's why the NBA is so cool is because you can't get a 40 year old, you know, COVID sucks, health and safety protocol sucks, but uh, finding like a positive, small positive out of something like that. Like, I think that can give the Celtics a jolt, especially, uh, you know, as they finish up this December schedule and maybe we'll see ISO Joe on a uh, Christmas day. That would be, that would be electric. So I'm looking forward to that. NBA needs the ratings. Um, you're right. <laughs> I think you nailed it off the nostalgia. Maybe it's like been amplified more in the last couple of years of like you said, like the, how, crappy a year it's been for everyone mm-hmm. um just with for a, a variety of reasons that we don't need to get into right now but um but yeah like the nostalgia as people are just enjoying that more than ever here and this is i oh, like joe johnson he was you know he was a star like i thought he was you know back in the heyday he was not a boring star but you know pretty like you know didn't stand out much among the pack at the mm-hmm. time but whether it's you know the big three league in the last couple of years where you know he's been where people have embraced that more and more. And obviously the the full circle thing of the Celtics of the draft pick, you know, being traded <laughs> away like 20 years ago, um, halfway into his rookie year. Like it was, it was, it was clearly a situation where uh I didn't expect that level of like, you know, people it's a cool story. I didn't expect like that level of, you know, we're doing live hits yeah. on Sports Center about this guy, you know, coming <laughs> back in on a 10-day deal. But that's, I guess, where we are right now. And it's, again, it, like you said, if if he can give those guys on the bench something in terms of, like, a mentorship, and by all accounts, he's a, you know, very, you know, good dude on that front in terms of giving that knowledge out. Like, for a Celtics team that has kind of been stuck in the mud all year long, that's maybe I'll give him a little jolt here. I, I thought it was super interesting just because, like, I, at least I thought it was really funny, like, after the game, like, the story of the game with him, you know, like, Obviously, Celtics beat the Cavs. Like, it was a good win. They played very well, but it was just, like, he was a story. But he he kind of deflected, and he was like, yeah, you know, the most important thing was a win. The team was looking for his identity, let's string some wins. And I'm like, bro, you're here on a 10-day deal. Like, you weren't even, like, <laughs> did you really know anything about the Celtics? You probably better be careful, though. <laughs> yeah, especially with that yeah. non-guaranteed deal, honestly. But it was just, like, it was just, like, such a, like, I just thought that was like, you know, I thought that was one funny, but it was just like, okay, yeah, he is like a 40 year old that like he is going to say the right things. He is going to be kind of like, you know, a mentor figure, I'm sure for Jalen and Jason and the other guys. So and then the Al, For- Al Horford connection is also very cool. I I think that kind of dawned on people a little late amid the chaos, but I was like, oh, yeah, like Alan, like Alan Joe all starts together in Atlanta. Like that's a really cool like subplot of the many, you know, of the many that came from yesterday. So, but the veteran leadership part, I thought was pretty funny when he was like, yeah, mentorship, leadership, we got to string some wins together. I'm like, bro, you're going to be here for like three games, but like, yeah, let's, yeah. Talk it, man. Talk it. <laughs> so I, I also did appreciate before, you know, the, so he got in the game with two minutes left when, you know, the game was pretty much in doubt and he didn't get the they they gave him the ball a couple of times on the early possessions mm-hmm. and but 
you know, he was doing the right thing and making the right pass, making the right play. <laughs> and then it got down to 40 seconds left when the Cavs got fouled there at the free throw line. And you could see Pritchard go in and talk to him when he was lining up at the free throw line. And you could be like, okay, dude, this is, this is it for you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm clearing <laughs> out, like you're bringing up the ball here and you're running your play. And it looked like it was in slow motion. The how, like, but that's kind of his game anyway. And he yeah. I saw on Twitter that someone was like, "This was so boring." I'm like, "Bro, this is Joe Johnson. What do you mean, man? Like, this is what he's been doing for like however many years. Like, that's how he made seven All Star teams." Right. It's like exactly. It's not flashy. It's a, it was a very. That's why he was like kind of the boring star, if he was, because this is that's yeah. what he did. like. Like mid range pull ups is not is not sexy. But when you do them at 40, when you come back at 40 after two years out of the league and that's, you know, you hit your bread and butter and your one chance like that's, you know, everyone deserves to get all fired up for that. So it's it is, it's just uh, again for a, for a run of the mill game in the middle of December where both teams are just absolutely decimated by COVID. It was a, a nice distraction, if nothing else. From yeah. The moment like I. I, I truly think like maybe they can use this kind of as a joke. Like it, it definitely like takes you out of like the day to day. I know Christmas is coming up, but just with December being as tough as it was and like the Celtics looking like how they were being a 500 team and everything looking kind of miserable at times. Like sure. Why not have the 40 year old former seven time all-star put a little jolt on the team. Like, I don't think that, especially on a 10 day contract, like you, I don't think you really lose anything. I think if anything, like, you know, it's as far of a, it's, it's as far away as, from a distraction that you could get on in all honesty. So we'll see. I don't know. I think it, it's fun. And I think, uh, you know, maybe the Celtics will kind of use it for a little more juice. It's going to be interesting here. You know, so the NBA changed all these rules now for the 10 days. Obviously you can sign a guy for each guy that goes in the COVID protocols. Normally you're only allowed to sign two 10 day contracts before you got to sign a deal for the rest of the year. I wonder if they're going to have to change that now. Yeah. because of this yeah like around the league because it's like all these guys are gonna i expect guys are gonna keep testing they're gonna be mm-hmm. tested positive for covid all winter with the new with yeah. the omicron here it's just like it seems to be super contagious and you're not necessarily safe if even if you get you know triple boosted here so i wonder for a guy like that or just all these guys around the league that are obviously getting their their chances right now if if the league changes that rule and allows like these type of guys is hanging around beyond just the the 20 days or if you're gonna yeah. be or if we're gonna be dealing with like the the third string of the g league on 10 day deals <laughs> by the by the, the time the season's over well I, I think we're already there to be honest considering <laughs> the sheer amount of them like True. like you may said like it's a great time to be a g league or a fringe guy um especially with all these contracts but yeah, that's an interesting point maybe they'll change it to like a 20-day contract or something just right maybe two of those or something like that but it's yeah it's hard to imagine like I don't know, like a guy like Justin Jackson or CJ Miles, like maybe they want to keep them along for more than 20 days. Like, and I think that would be beneficial for both sides because they keep making a, it's like a decent check of change. I think it's like 60 grand or 70 grand per 10 day contract, but it's just like, yeah, like, like there's just too much going on. I think, I mean, the Celtics have eight players protocols right now. You never know what's going to happen. Um, You never know what, like, like this is like Al and Josh Richardson's like second stint in, in protocols this year. Like you never know what's going to happen with Omicron. So yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point. I didn't really think about that, but I think the league kind of needs to, to be honest. So we'll, we'll see the, how the next few weeks go. I think that'll be, it'll be kind of dependent on that and the curve and the U S and everything. So. It is. So what, let's look bigger picture now, the team 
you know, they're, they're 16 and 16 and they had what that one game when they were whole. And then it's obviously been for the last week, this whole homestand that they haven't really had after that Bucks game, it's been people in and out of the protocols here. Um, what, what are the biggest takeaways for you right now from just the, the players that are playing and they are available right now? Like what, what has stood out for you in this stretch? Um, and what do you think, you know, and what actually has staying power versus more stuff that's just a result of the circumstances? Yeah, I think that I think Ime and the Celtics should just never mention being at full strength again because yeah. it seems, seems like every time they say it, they're like, it feels, it feels good. I'm like, yeah, but like, let's see how long it lasts. And then I think it was on whatever game that was, maybe the Bucks. And then, then they get hit by protocols again. So I think they should just stay away from that. But I've been really encouraged, I think, by Jalen's play just because, like, you know, the first time he came back, he just clearly didn't look like himself. Like, it, it, he was grimacing. He looked. He looked like he was in pain. He said his body didn't respond well, but recently he's he's you know put together two two solid performances, thirty plus points. He looks more like himself. Um, I don't think he's a hundred percent all the way back in terms of like the burst and everything, but I think you feel good in the sense that he hasn't said anything in terms of like feeling bad or just like his body responding bad. And obviously the Celtics are a little more conservative when they kept him out of that five game road trip. But I think I think Jalen's play has been has been has been good. Um, and and can really, you know, like last night with the Cleveland win, like Jace, like Tatum wasn't like that great. Like he had a slow start. He had a little bit of a flurry in the second quarter, but overall, like it wasn't a very good shooting night, but you can rely on somebody like Jalen, Jalen to kind of pick up the slack there. And I think that's what the Celtics are, were missing when Jalen was out. Just obviously missing a second all-star, missing your second all-star does not help things in the production department. But what, when Jalen is on and maybe Tatum isn't, like you can still play pretty well. And obviously – other factors were included, like Rob shooting, like you know, ninety percent or whatever it was. But overall, I think you you you're happy with Jalen. You're happy with Payton. Just we'll see with Payton. I think a lot of people are pretty gung ho about him. Just he's been playing well, obviously making some shots, and he can tell his confidence back. I had somebody tweet at me like his confidence was never gone, but I'm like, eh. I think you can kind of tell just because like he he definitely passed up some open three pointers. Uh, you know, when he wasn't playing that much, like he would have. 100% shot last year and, and made them at a pretty decent clip last year. So I think you feel good about what Peyton is doing. You, you kind of question where, how the guard rotation check, um, you know, kind of comes out after, after this recent stretch, just because you do have, you know, your three point guard right now with Dennis Marcus and Peyton. But I think you're seeing Peyton eat into Dennis's minutes a little bit. Um, I think that might've also been ineffectiveness last night. He wasn't exactly great with the shot, but overall, I think, I think you look at those two guys, you feel good about it. You, you're kind of, you know, you're a little intrigued just because if they if if Jalen can stay healthy for the rest of the season, if Peyton can add a little bit more three point shooting, like that that helps out a very well like a very a team that's that doesn't shoot threes well and, and the offense hasn't exactly come along besides you know a few game spurts. So if, the, if those two can add that production, I think you feel pretty good about it going forward. Yeah, I think I mean you know the three point shooting. It's like this if that's what this team needs, like you have to try your internal options first before like mm -hmm. Brad Stevens tries to address that. And for as bad as Pritchard was for the first for November, essentially. He um, looked real well. Yeah. But but at the same time, it's like you also have last year's sample size being like, all right, we know this guy can shoot in the NBA. Like that shouldn't have disappeared um overnight. Maybe the broken nose and the 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 mask, you know, factored in a little bit there. <laughs> something that Pritchard um admitted. But now again you have three straight games now where he's at over 20 minutes on the court and he's shooting 
seven of 15 from three during that stretch. Is that a, mm-hmm. a coincidence? Probably not. Like he's there's, and to your point too, when it's like the shot attempts he's taking, he was certainly a lot less hesitant to, to pull when he knew that he only had five minutes a game or 10 minutes a game. And if he goes over two there or is taking a shot mm-hmm. that might be normally outside his comfort zone or Ime Odoka's comfort zone that like, yeah, I'm not going to risk that. But that that's honestly what this team needs right now. They need that kind of spacing around um, their stars. It seems like just to, to keep the offense in, in going. Yeah. I mean, with, with, I think it's like all the professional three point shooters, right? Like guys like Ray Allen and all these guys, Reggie Miller, um, Steve Kerr. I remember he said he had drills where he would literally just sit for five minutes and then shoot a three and then go sit for five minutes again. Like, like I think, with three-point shooting, like, it's tough for, like, a 23-year-old kid, like, second year in the league, like, to just sit for however many games, come out maybe a little cold, like, shoot two three-pointers and, like, expect him to make it. Like, I think he needs to get into rhythm and, and being able to play these minutes has really helped in that regard. Like, perhaps, you know, later on down the line in his career, he'll think more about, hey, maybe, you know, spot-up shooter, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, like, the Steve Kerr's of the world. But I, I just think that's a difficult ask of a kid who who – pretty much consistently throughout his like basketball playing career, like whether it be in high school, Oregon, or even his rookie year, like he got pretty consistent minutes. Like sure. It dipped at times last year, but like he was a rotation player and he was able to create that rhythm. So I think you look at it now and you just see the sporadicness. And I know that you like, you could tell this frustrated him when he does speak post game. And I'm sure it does for every player, but it's just, it's, it's a tough ask. And so the fact that he is playing, you know, 20 plus minutes, three straight games, I think that's just going to help in the long run and we'll see if that affects things at the trade deadline. like that's coming up soon and uh brad stevens already kind of made a few savvy trades so we'll see what else he has up his sleeve you certainly will and we'll get to the trade deadline and you know the trade positive <laughs> stuff in a second but first um so we talk we're gonna talk about bet online our winning play sponsored here they have you covered this holiday season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football continues its march through college bowl season and the nfl playoffs come up um, when does Michigan State play against Suichi? For you, what, what do you, what do you think? Play in the Peach Bowl against Pitt on December 30th, one week from today. So that'll be fun. All right. So you, all right. So you'll probably be playing, putting a white rager on that one on Battle Line. But Battle Line remains your number one spot for sports action this season. You can head over there, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code CLNS50 to receive that bonus. For basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, uh, and your favorite Vegas casino games, you can take advantage of all the amazing offers they have for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so we're 16 and 16 in Suichi right now. Brad Stevens, we're probably a month and a half away from the trade deadline. As of right now, what is your strategy right now if you're Brad Stevens in terms of just evaluating things and what you might want to do the next thing? Like, what are you, (laughs) are you in a completely like wait mode? Are you, you think you have a pretty good idea that you know what you want to do, but you're, you know, you don't have to wait obviously for other teams to come to the table. Like what's, where do you, where do you stand in terms of what, how much you can actually take out of the 16 and 16 record so far? Um, honestly, not too much just because Jalen has missed about a little less than half the season at this point. I think, I think that's such a big part of it. I also think 
you look at, right, because coming into the season, you saw the extension with Marcus and Rob, and you said the core was those two, Jalen and Jason, obviously. And you, and you got those guys locked up for years. You got to see what those guys are. We just haven't seen that much of it. I think you look at this current state of the roster, and you feel okay about things, but at the end of the day, this is a 500 roster. And, and, and I don't really think there's a way to sugarcoat that. Even, even without Jalen playing half the games, I, I, I want to say – like a few weeks ago, I read one of your articles and it was like the Jalen record when he does play wasn't exactly st- like sparkling either, right? So right. I think you you look at the pieces and you you just question how things can get a little better. I think truly like with trade online, I think you start with Dennis Schroeder just because he's on such an affordable contract and you realize like, you know, no matter what you, you want to do, like it, it's going to be hard to like resign this guy. Like he's been playing decently well. I know some Celtics fans aren't exactly in love with his dribbling and then how he kind of sucks up the offense at times, but he, he's an effective player when he's on. And I think as a third scoring option, he has been, especially as a Jalen filler, like I think he's been, he's been pretty good in that regard, but I think you start with him, see if you can get any value from him from, from a guy, from a contender who is willing to make that trade. And I think you go from there. Like, I think the biggest thing is just, I think a few personnel switches might help out this offense, but to the, you know, to the expense of the defense, like we talked about Peyton, but you know, we, we also have to consider that he's not exactly a defensive stalwart on that end of the court. So, <laughs> sure, he might help the three-point shooting at the end of the day. I think he will. But, you know, those defensive numbers, like you have a top, I believe right now, 10th in defensive rating. Like maybe that slips a little bit more uh, if you make some personal changes. So, I think I think you look at Dennis. I think you, you try to have a little bit more perspective about the injuries. But at the same time, you know. I think the 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 fact too is that the Celtics. It's it's weird just because Ime has admitted this. Like the inconsistency has been consistent, and that's just the frustrating part. And I think that's a very fair point, just because you do see the effort level occasionally go up and down. But at the same time, like these are professional athletes. Like you, that shouldn't be such an issue. It is. Um, it seems it seems like ever since I joined the beat at least in uh, in February. So. I think, I think you keep context, but at the same time, you, you listen to offers though, just because, I mean, at least with, it's, at least with the moves he's made so far, like they've kind of came out of left field in the sense that like, he was a little bit more, I would say, you know, I think I keep calling them move savvy that Brad has done over the last off season, but I think that's a really good way to just put it. Like Kemba doesn't look like Kemba anymore, you know, regardless of the Celtics game, like Josh Richardson, like, like he has his flaws, but he's been a pretty good player, um, you know, for the Celtics, especially off the bench. Like Ime obviously likes him off the bench and um, all the salary cap maneuvering and all that. So I think you consider all that and, and you kind of wait and see, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm sure Brad has something like some, like kind of like an obscure trade um, <laughs> that he has just going to pull out of nowhere and be like, Oh, okay. I didn't even, didn't even know that was a possibility. Like here he is, you know, that's why uh, I guess he was promoted to a president of basketball operations. <laughs> Yeah, I can see him just shuffling the deck to to keep us on our toes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think, I mean, you wrote a good article on this earlier this week on the Peyton Schroeder situation on Mass Live that just kind of lays out, you know, the, you, you have to at least see what's out there for sure with his contract situation as it is and with Pritchard showing signs of life here um, as a contributor. And then, I mean, Richardson, I wonder, he's had a very good year when he's been available. And especially in the last couple months. So you wonder if he's out of the movable pieces, you wonder if he might have the most value because he, you yeah. know, they did sign to that extension for one more year at a reasonable money. And that's just a position of, of need around a league of just a wing that, you know, defensively kind of is good at hounding guys. Um, so that would be something 
both those guys, I feel like, are the two guys to watch here based on, mm-hmm. you know, how the season gone and what, you know, are they really part of your long-term plan if you're still at 500 in another, you know, three or four weeks here? Yeah, I mean, I think both of them are good players. Like, nothing against them as players. Like, I no, think no. Josh has actually been shooting a little better than everyone expected him to be. And obviously, on the defensive end, they do what they do, even even though the effort level does weigh in at times. But overall, like, like you mentioned, like, I don't know, like, it seems like they kind of, like, I think Celtics fans look at them, those two, as kind of, like, not, like, the same, but, like, just, like, a package deal just because they came in roughly at the same time in the offseason. But I think in terms of contract, like, Josh especially, and I guess Dennis, too, on an expiring, like, I think you're not going to get much val- better value. So we'll, we'll see, and you can maybe package them for something a little bit better. But I think the salary part is, is kind of the most, like, most, like, exciting or just, like, the most interesting, at least, just because, like, there are a lot of ways to fit such small contracts relatively into, into salary caps uh, come trade deadline. All right. One other thing I want us to wrap up on here that is kind of off the trade map here, but I think you provide good perspective here, but so John Schumann of NBA.com just broke this down in his latest um, notebook post on, on NBA.com here is just looking at the Celtic struggles late in games. And we saw an example of this, obviously, um, earlier this week when the Celtics were up by seven with four minutes left against the Sixers and gave up an 18-6 run to lose that game. It's like, I don't know if it's like the same movie, but we've seen a lot of that this year. And honestly, you saw a lot. Like you came in midseason last year, Suji, but they that was something that went all the way back. And so he crunched the numbers and... In clutch games this year, you know, within five points and within the last five minutes of the game, the Celtics are 25th in the league, 6-11 and 11 overall in those games. Last year, they're 17-26 and 26 in those games, which is 27th overall. So my question to you, Suichi, is that is this, is this a trend? Is this, like, bad luck? Like, who and who, if, it's, if it is a trend, like, where, where do you point the finger in terms of, like, what's wrong with this team in these situations? Yeah, that's a uh, that's interesting. I didn't. I do remember we. I do remember seeing the clutch record stuff being thrown at like Twitter like all the time last year, and I feel like that's kind of died down this year, even though it's been like the similar struggles. Um, I'm not too sure to be honest. Like my like at least with clutch games, like for the most part, like that, those are pretty luck based, and I think you know, like I'm not gonna say it's like a small sample size, but it's also like a huge sample size if you, yeah. especially like this year, especially on your first year coach. Um, I mean, I, I just think the offense is just, it, it's just so stagnant at the end of games, and you just you just look at it. And just, I remember, you know, one of the shining examples might have been I think the last Cleveland game when they blew, and I saw a highlight of it last night, like when Dennis hit that like fadeaway over, you know, like the mid range jumper over uh, Osman. It was just like that wasn't a good possession, and like it's just small stuff like that. It just I feel like the offense just grinds to a halt, and then. As a result, like if they see just like even a little bit of the momentum, it just things just seem to fall apart. And it's just, I think that's where it kind of starts. I don't think it's fair. One, it's a small sample size this year, right? Six and 11, that's not that many games. Like if, if a few games go their way, you know, let's say they're eight and nine, and then you're feeling, okay, right around 500, that's, that's a little bit more average, right? So sure, you can make that excuse. But at the same time, it's just, I don't think it's quite fair to look at last year too like i know similar like mostly the same roster but you got you have different you have a different coach in ime and i think you know like sure some of the problems have have kind of stuck from last year and seasons before before i was here so i can't speak to that but 
for the most part, it's just, I don't know, I think it's too early to say just because sure it is like kind of a, like a, like a very like nerve wracking or just like a nervous thing if you are a fan. But I think it's, it's if they win, if they win a few more, you, you feel better about it. And it's just, I, I just think it's too small of a sample size as a first year coach right now for Ime to, to kind of judge on that, even based on past seasons. Yeah, no, yeah, I think I agree with you 100% on the Ime part of it is like you can't. And the and the fact of the roster being, you look at this, those 17 games, and I want to know, like, okay, who's on the floor? Like, who do they actually have available for mm-hmm. those games in crunch time? Like, how many of those games were as, mm-hmm. you know, Jalen Brown or whoever out in those big moments? Um, but at the same time, it does, I mean, I do think it is indicative of like the fact that a lot of the guys on this team still try to do hero mode in those yeah. situations. Like you said, you brought up the, the shooter jump shot, like someone who knew they brought in and then, you know, Tatum Brown, I think even Marcus smart to a degree, like they, they want, they all talk like they want to play well together in those moments. Mm-hmm. But when adversity strikes a lot of the time, or when they're a play gets a first option gets blown up, a lot mm-hmm. of it just, you know, turns into ISO mode in those situations. So, and then honestly, defensively too, they've made a lot of mistakes in those clutch time spots too, where they don't get as much attention on them because it's defense and it's tougher to tell in real mm-hmm. time, like who's making the, you know, the, who's not in the right spot or who shouldn't have made that switch or whatever. But those for a team that's supposed to be built on defense, I think that's the area where you want to see that part of the game tighten up for them. If they want to be that, if they want that to be at their identity at all. Yeah, and I think, like, you can say top 10 defensive rating, but right at 10th, like, I think this roster should be better. Like, Cleveland is yeah. third, and, like, Evan Mobley is, 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 is an incredible player. But, like, with the personnel, with with Ime, and what they've been selling, like, they should be better than 10th in defensive rating, in, in, at least in my opinion. Yeah, that and starting double big, like, that's, you have to be, you can't just be 10th. <laughs> <ten. laughs> like, if you're, if you're giving up, if you're punching on three-point shooting in your starting five pretty much every night, then, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it's but we'll see though. It is like you said, I think it's early here. 16, 16. Um half the team out in COVID protocols for much of the last week. Um, mm. and then Jalen Brown out for a huge chunk before that. So we'll see how things look as they close out this tough December. Uh Sweet mm. will be there in Milwaukee in Minnesota over the next week to to give us the one of the few live in-person looks from Celtics coverage on MassLive.com. That'll be craving <laughs> it, and me giving him shout-outs for taking this trip for uh, <laughs> the first time, Dad here. Um, but we look forward to that. And well, we we also got the Suns next week too, so it'll be an interesting week here. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, December is brutal, but like a lot of great games, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of good basketball. Uh, if the Celtics obviously play up the par, <laughs> round one Suns wasn't exactly pretty to say the least. No, it was not. That should be again. I'll be circled, and it'll be a one o'clock start if I'm right um, on New Year's Eve. So we're gonna have to. Yeah. So you, maybe you get the the Western Time Zone Suns in a tough spot. Oh yeah. Start the game in the morning, but we'll see how that shakes out. But make sure you're following Suichi Tirada on Twitter at S O U I C H I T E R A D A. Um, got it. Make sure you get that. Putting great stuff up on Mass Live as well regularly. So find him on there as well. And we will talk to you guys next week. Suichi, thanks for coming aboard. Yeah, thanks for having me.